WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Yes, four, we commencing February 6. I'm Graham VK4 Double B. This is the WIA National News Service after another rather rugged week here in VK4. We have not attempted to make contact with the hams in the north, figuring that uh, they're under enough pressure as it is. So over the next few weeks, we'll be bringing you those stories. We have a couple of uh, people that have pre-recorded material, such as uh, Felix, who was uh, almost in the eye of that uh, cyclone uh, from Ingham. He he filed his uh, story just hours before it hit. So uh, thanks, Felix, for uh, for going out of the way there. This little piece of news, and as I said, some of it has been recorded this week, but that doesn't affect the outcome of the program whatsoever. Now, hams were listening in while Yassi attacked. Those details we put out on Twitter and we put out as a news extra, and they were out on the uh, WIA's front page news on wia.org.au. I would suggest that uh, to keep abreast of things, you do check out the WIA National News Service, the weekly broadcasts, and uh, find out how to uh, join up on Twitter, find out how to join up on the text editions, etc., etc. Because lots of good information sometimes just has to go out before the Sunday news. Hams did keep in touch via HF Radio and kept vital links alive during the passage of one of the most fierce and expansive severe tropical cyclones ever to hit the northeast coast of Australia. The system so vast it affected communities along a 900-kilometre stretch of coast from Cooktown to Mackay and 500 kilometres inland to Croydon, Richmond, Charters Towers, Claremont. Whilst making sure their families and houses were safe, radio amateurs within the warning area and across the country kept in touch via HF radio with a listening watch on Queensland Weissen frequency 7075 and regular contact via the morning gnarly net on 3600 and the afternoon friendly net 7115. This regular contact has kept the communication lines between hams open as some 40 cell phone sites were severely damaged and some 400 had low fuel reserves. A number of radio amateurs who are members of the Australian Defence Force have been involved with flood relief operations during the previous weeks and now assist with the relief effort following the passage of severe tropical cyclone Yassi. Radio amateurs living in the disaster area are now picking up the pieces, getting their stations back up and running as the cyclone season in northern Australia is not over until the end of October. And who knows, there may be another call to action during the next few months ahead. Townsville hams have been monitoring local repeaters along with the Atherton Tableland hams. Rocky hams are also monitoring 7075-3600, their local repeaters, and Cairns and Atherton Tablelands as well. It's been a week, as we said. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll start collecting that information from the hams that have been affected. Let's uh, see if we can pick up a little bit brighter news. Although we are going from uh, one cyclone area to, uh, to another city in Australia that certainly had more than its share. Going right back to Cyclone Tracy. Yes, it's to VK8, to Darwin, and none other than... Spud Murphy, VK8 Zucchinis with Mustard. And uh, he's certainly got some uh, good news about the WIA AGM. 
Plan and book your travel early so you can get a good price seat on the plane. Mirambina Resort is the conference venue and we've secured a great accommodation deal there, especially for the conference participants. So don't forget to make your bookings direct with them as well, as per the information on the WIA website. The idea is to plan and book in advance. Don't leave it till the last minute. You could very well be disappointed. We've got lots of things planned and we'd love for you to come and enjoy the top end in the dry. Find out why we love this place. The theme this year, technology for the bush. And you could probably add the joys of living in the top end. So come on up for the weekend and stay and have a bit more of a look around this part of Australia www.wia.org.au is the place to do it. Just follow the prompts and take a look at the program as well. It's pretty well all there. And I guess we pretty much well all should be there as well. Spud will join us again a little later in this edition of WIA National News with a look at activity at the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. Eric VK2VE says that it appears publicity for the first New South Wales emergency communication training course has not filtered through from the WIA, so for New South Wales participants, the first course will take place over two weekends, Feb 19, 20, then April 9 and 10. And please note, 100% attendance at the two weekends is a requirement for successful course completion. If you've previously expressed an interest in doing the course, you still need to fill in the application form on wia.org.au. Many people have not realised the expressions of interest previously submitted were only to gauge interest. You can contact the course conveners as well, Greg James VK2GRJ or Eric VK2VE. And although, as shown in the Great Queensland floods of January 2011, little, if any, use is made of ham radio operators, our time may very well come. So, to quote the great Baden Powell, be prepared. Uniden announces Australia's first 77 channel UHF CB radio. Uniden's mini compact mobile UHF CB series accommodates all 77 channels to be open for business in May. The band restructuring aims to reduce congestion. Uniden's Brad Hale said it's an exciting development for CB. The mini compact series features a seven colour backlit LCD and keypad to match a vehicle's dashboard light colour as well as a flip LCD feature for optional reverse mounting. The radios can be mounted in a variety of places including console, dashboard, cabin roof and under the seat. It's a gas. Queensland Gas Corporation, the QGC, has signed a $14 million contract with Motorola Solutions to provide project infrastructure communications for the Australian gas giant. The deal will result in QGC being provided with a microwave radio system that will link its central processing plant to its head office in Chinchilla and provide project infrastructure communications. The contract will include the integration of a terrestrial trunk radio, a Tetra radio system for its offices. Work on the site will commence this year with 28 site radio networks set to be comprised of more than 3,000 Motorola radios operating in the 450 to 470 meg band. CSIRO astronomers using Parkes Radio Telescope are working closely with NASA to unlock one of astronomy's great enigmas, the science behind pulsars. The project has tracked down 25 ultrafast millisecond pulsars in just two years, the same number discovered in the previous 20. Innovation Minister Senator Kim Carr says, We have a proud history of cooperation and involvement with NASA on a number of fronts, 
from assisting with communicating with the Apollo missions to the moon to deep space exploration and understanding how our universe works. It's all about exploring new frontiers and building Australian capacity as a research-intensive and innovative nation. Around Australia, VK2 exams are available at Wyong Hamfest, Sunday, Feb 27. Amateur Radio New South Wales, in conjunction with the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club, will hold assessments with the first session at 7am, second session 10.30. This is the fourth year ARNSW has conducted exams at the field day, or now known as the Hamfest. A prior booking is desirable but not essential, but you should make contact with the coordinator Brian Kelly to find out how to find the rooms, the costs and what is needed with the paperwork. Brian's contact details, mobile 0418 659 043. Now, VK3. All is set for next weekend's big one, the Centre Victoria Radio Fest at Kyneton, just an hour from Melbourne, Ballarat and Bendigo. The commercial traders are lined up, club corner participants set and the second-hand sellers are ready. The mini-lecture program is set to go off with many interesting and varied presentations. Don't miss the Centre Victoria Radio Fest Sunday, 10am at the Kyneton Racecourse. Check out the website for details. See you there. I'm Bruce Lees, VK3FFF, and you're listening to VK1WIA. You certainly are. I took a call while uh, Bruce was on. Apparently, uh, earlier on, I mentioned the fact that uh, the cyclone season in VK4 didn't end until October. Hell, it doesn't last that long. Let's change October through to April. And seeing we're in VK4, let's pop into the Tablelands and February 19. This is a Saturday. We'll see the Tablelands Radio and Electronics Club Social get-together at 1000 hours, a show-and-tell at the club rooms, followed by a management committee meeting. Guest speaker Howard, VK4BS, president of the Cairns Amateur Radio Club. VK7 Training and Education. Congratulations are in order to Pat Price, Angela Devine and Nicole Sweeney, who all passed their Foundation Licence Assessments last Saturday week, the Foundation Training Day put on by REAST in Southern Tasmania. We look forward to hearing from you all on air. Good on you. Now news from the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. G'day, this is Bud VK8ZWM, President of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club, with the latest club news. The annual general meeting was held early in December. The new committee members are, guess who was president? Spud, VK8ZWM. Jeff, VK8GP, as vice president. Peter, VK8HPB, secretary. Mike, VK8XZ, is treasurer. Station manager, Richie, VK8RR. And on the committee, VK8HF, John. Patrick, VK8ZMX. And Alan, VK8AB. New public officer, Ian, VK8IP. Membership remains at $25 and is now due. Yep, 25 bucks. See Spud or Mike to pay your dues very soon, due by the March meeting. A special general meeting will be held soon to pass some necessary paperwork, so keep an eye on your emails and on air, please, for that, and come along and have your say. The annual fee, that's the fridge emptying exercise, was held on the first meeting night of the year, that's the 5th of January after we all had a chance to do a little recovery from the Christmas break. That was a good idea. A good attack on the fridge and chinwag was held. Catch you later. This is Spud, VK8ZWM in Darwin. Hooroo! From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1WIA.
International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham radio used to bypass Egypt net block. The BBC reports that fax machines, ham radio and dial-up modems are helping to avoid the net block imposed on Egypt. Balloon flight pictures in the press. Mechanical engineering students at the University of Sheffield, UK, attracted widespread media publicity after releasing pictures taken from their high-altitude balloon. It reached a reported height of 37 kilometres where it took some stunning pictures of the stratosphere before landing in Cambridgeshire. The equipment to take the pictures cost them just £350. To track it, they used a cell phone attached to the balloon that sent back the GPS coordinates by text. At the present time, amateur radio payloads are not permitted on balloons in the UK, hence the innovative use of mobile phones. RB CubeSat SMDC1. Radio amateurs pioneered the development of CubeSat technology and demonstrated the communication capabilities of these small satellites. Now young US Army engineers are developing their own CubeSats at the Redstone Arsenal in Alabama. Their first three U CubeSat called Space and Missile Defense Command, Operational Nano Satellite Effect or SMDC-1 for short, was launched on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. The initial demonstrator mission went into a very low orbit about 300 kilometers above the Earth. During its short life time it proved the ability to receive text and images from a ground sensor and then to relay that data to a ground station. Alaska Club loses MCOM trailer to Mother Nature. According to postings on QRZ.com by District Emergency Coordinator Don Bush, KL7JFT, the Matanuska Amateur Radio Association lost its vehicle in the windstorm on January 12th. Bush says that the trailer was originally purchased with a grant from the Anchorage Amateur Radio Club, along with donations received from various members and organizations in Alaska. Not having any insurance on it, Bush says that the club does not know how it will replace the trailer. He adds that this is a big loss for a small club that is very active in the community in helping with all kinds of events. He also says that the trailer was the only backup communications for the borough emergency services if conventional communications were lost. A fund has been set up to try to raise money to replace the destroyed vehicle. Learn more online at www.kl7jfu.com. The Southgate News reports that Peter Orednik, OK1RP in the Czech Republic, now runs a blog covering the 60-meter band or 5-megahertz band. It features information on DX operation and related news for the band. Read the blog online at 60mband.blogspot.com. Get ready to control your TV set, your stereo, and maybe even your ham radio station with only your mind. That's what you may be able to do with brainwaves if the technology developed by a company called PLX Devices actually works. No, it's not science fiction, as we hear in this report. According to its website, the X-Way from PXL Devices is the first consumer product priced under $100, which can sense and detect human brainwaves, interpret them, and connect them to everyday technology. At the moment, PLX is only offering apps that interact with the X-Way for Apple mobile devices like the iPhone, iPad, and iPod Touch. There are four apps currently available that interact with the X-Wave. These include a basic setup app, an app that allows you to upload your song list and sync your brainwaves with any song in your library, a tug-of-mind app, and a meditation app. In the future, PLX says on its website that you'll be able to control and float objects in video games by simply thinking about it or training your mind to focus and relax on command. 
And if you do get one and are able to develop an app to control your ham station with your brain, please be sure to let us know so we can pass along what will then truly become a new world of amateur radio. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Bruce Tennant, K6PZW in Los Angeles. From pictures online, the X-Wave device itself looks almost like an ordinary headset for a telephone operator. The PLX website claims that X-Wave is perfectly safe because it only listens to brainwaves and does not transmit or send out any sort of signals. That's a good thing, for many reasons, including there being no need to add more QRM to our already overcrowded bands. More on this rather interesting device is online at www.plxwave.com stroke info dot html. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Rewind. Historic call sign heard again in Australia. I'm Cole, VK4CC. The call sign G2YT, Peter in the UK, is quite well known on the 20 metre amateur bands each summer, but possibly less well known is the fact that this call has a fascinating history. In the early 1920s, the UK call 2YT was issued to the Marconi Wireless Telegraph Company for use by the Poldhu radio station in South West England. It is likely that the call was also used by Marconi whilst aboard his yacht Electra. In 1924, 2YT at Poldhu took part in test transmission to receivers built by AWA and installed at 2FC in Willoughby, New South Wales. One of the engineers working with Marconi was radio pioneer Mr Crispin, or Chris, Redshaw. When Chris became Silent Key in 1974, one of Chris's relatives asked Peter if he would like to resurrect the old call sign, by this time G2YT. It was only after having done this, Peter discovered its fascinating history. Peter is the fourth custodian of G2YT, it having been reissued twice previously. For further information, please see www.qsl.net forward slash vk2dym forward slash radio forward slash marconi.htm. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2011. February 26 and 27, ZL Jock White Field Day. March 19 and 20, WIA John Moyle Field Day Weekend. April 30, Worldwide Marconi Day 2011. DX Records News. New 1296 MHz mobile record. John VK3KM WIA Contest Manager let the VK7 News team know last week that there is a new 1296 MHz mobile record in VK. Just under 1,000 kilometres, in fact 933.7 kilometres. He has also added to the official history two retrospective 6 metre records. VK4DV to PA0HIP. 15,742.4 kilometres on the 15th of February 1991 and VK4DV to GJ4ICD 16,278.0 kilometres on the 12th of October 1989. Details of all current VHF UHF records and a list of all Australian records since 1947 are on the WIA website at the web address that can be found on the email and internet editions of this broadcast.
2.4 GHz VKZL record. A record 2.4 GHz VKZL record was set between VK4OX and ZL1TPH, 2317.1 km. Adrian made an MP3 recording. It runs for 34 minutes and can be found at the link on the email and internet editions of this broadcast. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DXN, net advice. Cyclone season. VK amateurs keep in touch with listening watch on Wyson 7075 kHz. North Queensland nets, 6am Nully net 3600 kHz. 4pm friendly net, 7115 kHz. And 4pm the afternoon net on 7098 kHz. Barry, first ZS worked all states triple play award. The ARRL has awarded the first Worked All States Triple Play Award to a South African radio amateur. Barry Murrell, ZS2EZ, is the recipient of Award Number 492, issued on the 7th of January 2011. The Triple Play Award requires working all 50 US states on SSB, CW and RITI, 150 contacts, with all confirmations via LOTW. Only contacts from the 1st of January 2009 count. Last chance to make contact with ZS85 SARL. For the SARL field day on the 12th and 13th of February, members of the Boland Amateur Radio Club will have the SARL's birthday call sign, ZS85 SARL on the air, and will offer the last opportunity to radio amateurs who have not yet made contact with ZS85 SARL to do so. An effort will be made to achieve a WAZS200 via the SAQSL system under this call sign. Radio amateurs who have not yet made contact with ZS85SARL are thus specially invited to contact ZS85SARL during the field day event and to confirm the contact via the SAQSL system. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU Q in Ingham, where it's a little bit blowy at the moment. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater networks across Tasmania on MF and HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. On behalf of VK7 OTC, I'm Peter Lee. Still to come in this edition of WIA National News, Robert Broomhead with special interest groups and a new reporter all the way from Ireland from the Irish Radio Transmitting Society. That's Aidan, EI7JC. To the workbench and nanotape may oust solder pads. Solder pads in IC packages could soon be made obsolete by a new nanotape material developed by the Semiconductor Research Corporation and Stanford University. Using a sandwich of thermally conductive carbon nanotubes between thin metal foils, the nanotape transfers heat away from chips better than solder and is lightweight, flexible and is cheaper and much more compliant. Externally, a nanotape pad looks like a conventional solder pad because both the top and bottom are metallic, but internally it harbours the superior thermal conductivity of carbon nanotubes with heat transfer characteristics similar to those of copper. The researchers predict that early adopters will begin using the nanotape by the end of next year with mainstream benefits to end users starting around 2014. Hello, I'm Aidan, Echo India 7, Julia Charlie, with news of some IRTS changes. The layout of the IRTS website www 
www.irts.ie has been updated. While the structure of the site remains broadly the same as before, we have revised some of the content. There is no shortage of data and information about amateur radio on the net. With this in mind, the IRTS site focuses on material of particular interest to its members and for visitors to Ireland. The IRTS weekly news is now read on Dundalk FM local community radio station on Tuesdays. This provides open access to amateur radio news for the general public. Dundalk FM broadcast on 100 MHz and stream live on the internet on www.dundalkfm.com. Also, advanced plans are in place to provide a podcast version of the IRTS Weekly News. The MP3 podcast will be available for download from the IRTS website. For Victor Keeler 1 Whiskey India Alpha and the WIA National News Service here in Ireland, I'm Aidan, Echo India 7, Juliet Charlie. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups CW. 1951 PMG Telegraphists. In the Daily Telegraph newspaper, this may interest some old timers that are out there. The ad was, seeking telegraphists from the class trained at the Chief Telegraphist Office, GPO Sydney, in 1951. The Diamond Anniversary Reunion will be held on February the 11th. Call Ted Mercer on 02-9525-7350 if you'd like to attend. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. And a reminder that the AMSAT VK unofficial HF net, it's on the second Sunday of each month, April through October, at 1000 hours UTC on 3.685 MHz. And November through March, 0900 hours UTC on 7.068 MHz. Over the past weeks, we've made reference to Nanosail D. Well, according to NASA, the nanosatellite was last heard at 1354 UTC on January the 21st. Telemetry indicates that the sail deployed on schedule and the satellite is now believed to be out of power, which NASA says was to be expected. NASA is now asking for visual tracking and sighting reports of Nanosail D, which is about 650 kilometres above the Earth. According to the agency, when the nanosatellite sail reflects off the sun, it could be up to 10 times as bright as the planet Venus, especially when the sail descends to lower orbits. NASA estimates that nanosail D will remain in low Earth orbit, or LEO, between 70 and 120 days, depending upon atmospheric conditions. Kletzkaus is a hands-on CubeSat aimed at promoting greater involvement in satellite activity by the South African radio amateurs. A preliminary teleconference has been held reviewing the various options and payloads. The first draft of the project is available on amsatsa.org.za. Project manager is Hannes Kotze, ZS6BZP. Hannes is inviting interested ZS persons to join the team. We're particularly interested in looking for radio amateurs with RF design experience, antenna design experience and software writing experience. 
Worldwide Special Interest Groups. Internet, The Ham's Domain. Twitter, for Ham Radio. Twitter, well, everyone's heard about it, but very few Ham Radio operators actually use it for real. Here is a guide to start on Twitter and to use it for Ham Radio activity. It's at the web address when you read the February 6th WIA News text on wia.org.au. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Well, there we go. The end of another WIA National News Service. This one for week commencing Feb 6. We'll see you all again next week. We will leave you with just a a couple of social scene dates for the next couple of months, Feb and March. And, of course, our thoughts are with those in the far north of the state and out west as the clean-up from Cyclone Yassi continues. Feb 13, VK3 Centre Victoria Radio Fest at Kiton Racecourse. Feb 27 in VK2, the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest at Wyong. Gates open there at 6.30. Feb 27 in VK3, the Yarra Valley Hamfest at the Gary Cooper Pavilion. That's at Yarra Glen. March 13 in VK3, EMDRC's White Elephant Sale Heathmont. And March 20, VK7, Meet the Voice Barbecue, Ross Caravan Park. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4 Double B. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.